Welcome to episode 106 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? I am better than most, not as good as some, sir. How are you? To quote Epi Calvin Nuke Lelouch in the movie Bull Durham, I just love winning <laughs> like it's better than losing. And I made, you know, we could have been recording three or four minutes ago, but, you know, you had to answer a phone call, and then by the time the phone call got done, I was like, hey, this is the final minute of the game. We're not going to start recording until um, uh, the Bear game is over. Bears scored 24-23, and like I told you, you, you know, I, I, I think my exact phrase was like a uh, ninth-grade virgin about to a ninth grader about to lose his virginity, I'm going to be premature here and say, if the Bears score a touchdown, you have to go for two. Right. They scored a touchdown. There's a minute to go in the game. and went for two. And Got it. What, what an unbelievable catch by Bird. I mean. Oh, no, be, yeah, that, yeah, that, I think that might, that will probably be I, ESPN's I, number one. I, like if it was a, if that was the Super Bowl, that could argue, if, if that game right there was Settle down, like the Bears are only five and ten or whatever. <laughs> Settle down, relax. If that play, that catch is made in the Super Bowl, oh, that's that goes down as arguably the greatest catch of all time, right? And for all of our listeners out there who un- undoubtedly weren't watching the Bears and Seahawks in a meaningless game, you got to look for uh, Bowls to Birds two point conversion, and you will agree with me that arguably the greatest catch. In the history of mankind, so <laughs> we'll call it that for right now. So right? anyway, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm doing absolutely spectacular. Christmas yesterday, pod today, Bears win. Holy shit! What a what a day! Oh, yeah. There we go. So all right, first you, on yeah, the docket. I was gonna say you brought them. What do we got? Now a lot of people have, might have seen this because it hit the stores kind of early once the holiday season started. You know. What, right after Halloween? Yes. <laughs> Tongue in cheek. Well, but, actually, uh, at one of the stores I call on, believe it or not, I saw Easter candy in the back room. Oh, my God. It's fucking December. <laughs> so this would have been December 24th, and yeah. there's Easter candy in the back room. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So this is Three Scrooges from Griffin Claw Brewing Company. I haven't even had anything to drink yet, and I can't talk. This is their winter warmer. So it's got an elderly version of the Three Scrooges on the... I think it's actually the same person. No. Is it the same person? No. No. But it sure doesn't look like the Three Scrooges. They probably avoided some copyright laws or it right. infringes or lawsuits or whatever on this one. But this is their winter warmer. It comes in at 6.5% and 18 IBUs. Uh, and it is orange, honey, and clove is the main... The active ingredients in this one. All right. Also coming in the 16-ounce can. And who hasn't came in a 16-ounce can before? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're going off early here, fellas <laughs> and gals. I should have went to the uh, should have went to the sound effects on that one, but I had a glass in one hand and a can in the other. All right. Well, great pod pour there. Very both of us. Professionals, cheers. cheers. Oh, the, the the notes are wonderful. 
light with lots of flavor. Very flavorful. Yeah. And speaking of uh, light, I don't think he gave the particulars. You mean the 6.5% in 18 IBUs? It, correct. I it, did. You didn't give those? I did. Wow. Yeah. I am so fucking fired up about the variant. You are. Hey, I'm not even <laughs> listening to you, Dave. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. when, when last we talked, episode 105, I, I, I kind of like was almost bummed out. You know, like, hey, you know. In, in one second, it's Black Friday, and you got a bunch of Christmas plans, and this, that, and the other thing, and then in the blink of an eye, it's the week before Christmas, and you haven't got anything done, and hey, the North Studio hunkered down and got it done, because obviously our older boy works, so we, we didn't exclude him from the tradition, but he's sure. working. He's on his own now. Yep. He's working, whatever. You know, so that's, that's expected. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the three of us, though, Tuesday night, Liz, myself, Nick, we bang out Alf. Wednesday night, Christmas vacation. Thursday night, jingle all the way. And then, like, Friday, Liz and I went to sleep, to uh, fell asleep with Scrooge, with George Sheet Scott on the TV, got up on Christmas Eve morning, we watched it again or whatever. So, really caught up. On, I mean, it was an official, full-fledged Christmas, and then... Um, HBO, believe it or not, HBO Max actually had a Christmas story on. So I don't have many TVs anymore that have TBS. Right. Because I only have the direct TV on right here in the basement of the North Studio and then in the other room. But it was on HBO, which I thought TBS owned the rights to Christmas Story. But it was on HBO Max. And we would just play it, and there was no commercials this way too. So yeah, you know, we nice. were opening presents yesterday. Yeah, and it was on in the background. I mean, nobody's paying attention, but it's just it's Some on nice the background, background yep. noise tradition. It ended, click play, it started again. Um, so yeah, so I you know got the only one I missed out on for the second straight year is Christmas with the Cranks because they wanted you to pay for that. And I'm like, I'm not fucking paying for movies in this day and age. So, um, and heaven forbid I plug my DVD in because I do have, we do have Christmas with the Cranks on DVD. I could have easily plugged in the DVD player. It's like, oh, that's way too much work. Right. Yeah. In this day and age, absolutely. Yeah. I actually, I've seen bits and pieces of A Wonderful Life like multiple yep. times, multiple, multiple times, but never from start to finish. And I officially watched it from start to finish. High five. Yeah. Um, I'm saying that's a that's a wonderful movie. Okay, and it, it is. And I I will consider it a Christmas movie. And it's Liz's all time favorite movie. And I had really and Liz and I have been married for actually next year will be thirty years. So Liz and I have been together for thirty two plus years. I don't know how she's done it. Um, putting up with me. Thank you, Liz. Love you. But uh, that's her favorite movie. And we only watch it around Christmas time. So I, But if you really do a deep dive into it. The ending uh, just happens. Exactly. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it's right. really about him reliving his life. You know, right. Because it's on, it starts, he's on, it's Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And he wants to kill himself because, you know, he fucking, they lost that, his fucking uncle, that stupid fucking uncle of his, lost all that money. 
and he he doesn't know what to do, and you know, he's like, ah, oh, I'd be better. And then they just like replay his whole life. Yeah. And then it comes back to Christmas Eve. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wing, and then Clarence got his wings, of course. But right. And hey, I'm sorry for the spoiler alert, but the fucking movie's 80 years old, give or take. So I mean, <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now, that's your fucking problem. Um, but yeah, so that's one of those. But there, it just like I rescinded on my Home Alone comment of. Home Alone not really being a Christmas movie, but that church scene with the old guy and this, that, and the other thing. I rescinded and said, okay, Christmas, Home Alone is a Christmas movie, and it's a wonderful life. I will say it's a Christmas movie, but if you wanted to argue that it wasn't, I wouldn't fall on the sword right, for that one, right. really. Okay. It, it, obviously, it has a lot more characteristics. It has a lot more Christmas aspect to it than say Die Hard. Right, but that's Jay Billis's number one Christmas movie. And that's dumb. Yeah. But a lot <laughs> of sorry. yeah, I think that's I think that's actually a new age thing. And then one of cause Jay Billis who I always periodically tweet, it's my lifelong dream to be at Jay Billis's the the first one he follows. Because Jay Billis follows nobody on Twitter. Oh, okay. He's got like 2.6 million followers and he follows nobody. <laughs> most, you know, most of your famous yeah. people will have like 227 sure. people they follow or yeah. whatever. Jay Billis follows nobody. So you got to go on your Twitter, though, you're, and start tweeting out just things about Jay Billis. I do. And he's, he's, like every day. Well, so okay, that well, he has day. to go, well, I wonder what Mike tweeted out today. I'll, yeah, I might have to try that. Unless he makes one of his friends follow you and just gets but it from now, his friend. Anyway. He gave out, he said, my top 10 Christmas movies of all time. He started from 10 to 1. Mm -hmm. One, he said, was Die Hard. And probably five, six, or seven, he put Gremlins. What? And I don't, uh, I've never seen Gremlins. So it's, it, it's the same kind of deal. It the, It's during the holidays, but then has nothing to do with the season or being grateful for your life or... You know, angels or right. Cause like I said, I've never seen Gremlins, so I don't. I don't know if there's any validity to that or not. But so yeah, last week this time, episode 105, I was like, oh man, Christmas came. It just came up so fast. Didn't do any of the traditions, and here we are, one week later, episode 106. I'm very happy with where we're at. How about you, Dave? Oh yeah. I we got them all in. I mean, I'm I'm pretty stoked about how things went for the holidays and had some great get get-togethers with family and you Yeah, know. but what'd you watch though? Oh, I, I mean. that's it. I mean, besides sports. Oh, it's, it's wonderful life was Yeah. Oh, right. Well, okay, so I so I um I do this assignment in my personal finance class. Okay, so I did watch Christmas Vacation um a couple times. Uh, what I have my students do is uh, I give them a spreadsheet, so to speak, and while we're watching it, they have to write down, record anything that's purchased for the holidays that they need for the holidays. Now it might be per it might have not been purchased that particular year that you know that the movie is in, right? But whatever stuff needed to be purchased, decor, or whatever, and then um, you know they have the family there, of course, for what is it a week? Almost. Yeah. yeah. Extra groceries, yep. whatever. Um, and then all the shit that gets broken. 
So, oh, uh, oh, yeah. That, yeah, quite a bit got broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, quite a bit. Now, you know, some of, and some, of, some of my students, obviously, they get to thinking about, well, well, maybe, you know, insurance will take care of that and they won't actually have to pay for it. You know, well, what if it doesn't? What if he hasn't paid his, you know, that's besides the point. Right. How much would this stuff cost? And then come up with a final, final number. And then the person that gets within, it's kind of like the price is right. Whoever gets within five hundred dollars uh, could be could be over, right. but within five hundred dollars of the number I got or I have after doing this for a number of years uh, gets you know like an extra prize. Well, that's good. Yeah, and or, you're t- you said that was Christmas vacation, right? Yeah, Christmas yeah. vacation. Um, so staying on Christmas vacation, love the movie to death, but there's like a couple. Of, things in that movie that just app as our fine friends that don't forget the popcorn would say we they'd consider it salty scenes if you mm. will and the one that it starts right off the hop with me and it's like and again uh at our annual christmas eve coffee at barnes and noble chuck mcpeak he, you know, he called me on. I said, oh, so, you know, the realism of uh, Yellowstone, you got to draw the line somewhere, I suppose. I'm like, yeah, you got, you know, because I said, you know, Yellowstone, well, it's far-fetched, whatever, whatever. And, um, but like on Christmas vacation, all right, it's the movie starts. I'll even live with it. He drives under the, the no. log carrier. <laughs> right. Yeah, I suppose it's possible. I mean, if that truck's higher than his car, you sure. should drive under it and then... But the, the, what really is just bothersome to me, and they could have done the same exact thing except a smidge differently, was they forgot the saw, right? Yeah. They had no other tools, right? To speak of. How did they get that big monstrous <laughs> tree, roots and all, right. tied to the vehicle of their truck? I mean... Well, I know people are thinking, well, geez, that's not what the movie's about. Why are you paying so much attention to that? But it's, I mean, it's fucking dumb. I mean, it, they don't show them doing anything. I mean, I would have read, it would have right. made more sense to carry the chainsaw out, yeah. cut it down, and then, or, you know, drive the vehicle out or, or go into the neighbor's yard and cut down their big pine tree or something. But it's like, come on, how did you get it out? You had no saw. Well, and with you pull it right out by the all, way. They, they had no shovel. Right. That's what I mean. So it's like, how did you get that tree out of there? So, and stuff like, you know. And then the the one scene that I dislike in that movie, even more salty than the Christmas tree that I just described, and they should have, as soon as he went down the hill, yeah, sure, go ahead, show the sparks fly, because he put, oh, put sure. that solution on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. But where he's like going all over the the world, <laughs> it's like coming. I mean, that's silly. I mean, yeah, that, but it's that, a thousand times more slippery than yeah, silicone whatever. or whatever he said. It was. But yeah, but it's like, but because they could have stopped the scene right when Eddie said, you know, every time Karen characters <laughs> <Rez up the laughs> the way my fist, my pants, and forget where I, my name for fifteen seconds or whatever the line is. But yeah, so, but yeah, that. Uh, Classic movie, and um, <laughs> gl- I, 
So what what is the figure that usually wins your prize at your? Because you said around twelve thousand nine hundred, but you got to include the seven thousand five hundred he put down for the pool. Because his bonus check is just going to cover right. that plus the rest of the pool. And he said, if there's any leftover. Right. So it's got to be a pretty sizable bonus well, and that's check. What, in, listen, in listeners, Liz and I have never, ever been in Dave's financial lit class. And for once, listeners, that's not my fucking phone. That was Dave's phone. Or is that my work phone? Ah, fuck. I never had my work phone with me. God damn it. I wanted to blame Dave, but I couldn't. Um that's what we said was we were trying to figure out what his bonus was. Right. We, and, and so we started thinking, okay, like I think Christmas vacation was an 80-something. 89. Okay, so 89. Built-in pool, we were saying, was an 89 to put in a built-in pool, probably about 10 grand, right? Uh, well, if it's an in-ground, like... Like in the in his vision, right? And he's got about he's got the diving board, so Pretty, it's got to be an in ground. Yeah. So I'm going to say ten grand, ten to fifteen, because they're twenty five to thirty five now. All right, so ten to fifteen, and he put yeah. he had to use his bonus, and he didn't have the money in his checking account, so I figured it had to be at least a ten thousand dollar bonus. Oh well, it's gonna. And then when, because, 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 well, true, true, true. It's well, 10, what does Frank, right, Shirley, right, right, right. what does Frank Shirley add to it? 10 or 20? 20%. So 20% on 10,000, it, it would have been a $12,000 bonus, right? Yeah. And then he fainted over $2,000. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, so. I was, I, in my head, watching it as many times as, as I have, I'm thinking in the end, it probably, it's going to be more like his bonus is going to be 15 to 20, but I don't know. That seems at that, that would have been a really, really good bonus back then. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's why Liz and I were wondering, because we always, you know, because he, you know, he was going to fly them all out there if there's anything left. And he, I can't swim. <laughs> I know that, Eddie. <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, what, yeah. do you think, what do you think? Rate three Scrooges? I love the fact. And when I clue in every time when Eddie, when they're, when they're about to have their uh, Christmas dinner, and he and Eddie are talking while they're having the eggnog for the first time. Yeah. And you can see his dicky, his uh, turtle. Oh, yeah. His, the, the dicky underneath oh, the, the sweater say, vest. Yeah. I thought you were going to say when you could see his massive <laughs> cock when they're no. shopping. I would have said, said, said massive cock. <laughs> why I'm would talking he, about a dicky. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that's what that was called. But, yeah, that is The funny. fake turtleneck? Yeah. yeah. And um, that's the other, another salty scene is like, why would that fucking dog need that much dog food? I mean, he literally grabbed like four huge bags of four different kinds of dog right. food. And the funniest part of the whole scene is where he put like, he's grabbing like big bag after big bag, throwing it on the Walmart cart. Chubby Chase gets a four pack of light bulbs <laughs> and then he throws another 40 pound bag on top to crush it. But, um, so yeah, so. But, and Clark, I want you to get something for yourself. I mean, really nice. Uh, all right, before before we we rate Three Scrooges, who is your favorite character? I mean, it's it's really I think it's really a two dog fight. But of the two, what the movie um, Christmas Vacation? Who's oh, your, oh, who's is my it Clark favorite? Or Eddie? 
Oh. Um, or other. I mean, if you have another one that's better than anybody. I mean, Uncle Lewis is funny, but oh, he's yeah, so yeah. minimal. <laughs> but the thing is. an ugly tree. At least it's out of its misery. <laughs> what are you looking at, Grizz? Um, Aunt Bethany steals the show. I'm telling you what. I've it, As many times as I've had a class of students watch that movie, when she, you know. They want you to say Grace. She's Grace, been she's been dead for 30 years. 30 years. Grace, the, the blessing. blessing. And then the the, the great, I think the funniest part of the entire movie. I pledge allegiance. And, and the look, <laughs> the look Clark gives, Clark or Jeffy gives, is like, you could, because you could just see him like, he's thinking, of, are you fucking kidding me right now? It's like, I want you, know, we're supposed to, you know, Whatever your blessing is at, at your home when you eat dinner. And she says, starts saying the Pledge of Allegiance. And Clark is like, are you? And then the other look is uh, when he said, hey, kids, I think we they saw Santa over in New York. And then he said, you serious, Clark? And he looks, he kind of like just tries to change. That, I mean, if that's not the great Christmas movie of all time. I mean, because that... How do that you put Die Hard above even that? I don't that understand. Is, I mean, literally, that is Christmas because that's it, the movie entirely focuses on Christmas. So, yeah. So, anyway. Let, um, let, I don't know. It, yeah, it's, that's, that would be a good random question, and I don't. Um, I, I got I to gotta empathize with Clark through the whole thing. I mean, Cousin Eddie's pretty damn funny. And, and Aunt Bethany, she steals the show at the end. She, But... You know, Clark brings all that on himself, though. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, the, oh, no. <laughs> I wish you I know, could. we're not going, you're not leaving now. And then, we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest fucking Christmas uh, since Danny Cade tap danced with, or I don't know, with, uh, uh, till yeah, shit, Bing yeah. Crosby tap danced with, with Danny, Danny fucking K. K. <laughs> and then his, uh, his wife, Beverly, Beverly D'Angelo, says, before I get and he says, "Worse? How could it get any worse? Take a look around you, Alan. We're at the threshold of hell." Okay, now this. How many people have noticed this? Have you seen the part in the movie? So the, they're there. The SWAT team has destroyed all the windows, yeah. all the doors, which they're, is another salty scene. Yeah, okay. Anyway, but and so they're all in the middle there, and they got their hands up. Yep. And uh, Mrs. Um, Griswold. No, the wife of the guy oh, they kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, yep. Shit. Um, damn it. She comes. Murray's in, brother. Yeah, she she comes in in her fur, and yeah. uh, he introduces his wife to the Griswolds, and she um, extends her hand and 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 shakes the the Is wife's it, hand. What's her name? Ellen. Ellen. And then, do you see where she puts her puts hand? Puts her hand on Scott. Because I thought it told you to freeze. So she grabbed it went right back to him. Was uh, her hand on his yeah. on his junk well, I don't prior know. to that? I think, yes. Because I always notice it after the fact. I'm going, whoa, family movie. And then I never, I guess I never bothered to rewind it to see if it was there before she shook. Yeah, because they, they were all, because he told her to freeze. And then he's like, may we blink? <laughs> well, what's her hand doing there in the first no, place? They froze at that moment. <laughs> but she, what, she was trying to keep him from getting shot there. But why was... Uh, yeah. It, otherwise, it didn't make her line when she called the cops after Eddie got the boss. She A big 
in a blue a bulgy man in a blue leisure suit, which tied back to the Walmart scene where you could see his Alabama <laughs> black snake, so to speak. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so so he had a, yeah. he had a big cucumber in there. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but then they refer to him. She refers to him as big, a bulgy, bulgy man. man. So. Anyway, all right. I think we've dissected. I think we have the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Far enough. All right. Last one. There you yep. go. You're up first. Then. I am up first. A lot of good flavor in this. This is very enjoyable. I like this quite a bit. Um, nothing to send me into ooh or Aville, so it's going to be a high three. I'm going to go three point seven five. All right, and I wrote mine down just before I you saw said you doing that. Five, three, six, six, because, like you said, I mean, not over the top, but enough flavors there. It's like, hey, this is good. Let's rip it. All right. Where do we stack with our fine friends at on tap, David? I am looking that up as we speak, thus the little bit of dead air there. So, uh, Griffin Claw Brewing is a microbrewery out of Birmingham, Michigan. And, okay, 7.7 thousand check-ins, and they gave it a 3.61. So, we both were just a hair above that. Uh, hey, a little above, but hey, everybody's in the same neighborhood. All right, Mr. Rogers, whatever you say. Uh, tasting number two. We've got the Alpha Claws by, and that's Claws, not C-L-A-W-S, but as in Santa Claus, K-L-A-U-S, from Three Floyds Brewing. Now, this is a regional brewery in Munster, Indiana, and I think Jake is the one that kind of turned us on to the Three Floyds. Yes. Uh, he, he donated a, a sampler at one point, but um, this guy right here is a porter, a Christmas porter, and comes in at 6% alcohol and 38 IBUs. Okay. One of the cooler labels we've seen. So scary. Just like one of the cooler glasses you'll see as I'm, that I'm, is pouring, it, I'm pouring into a long neck bottle glass. So officially, normally that would be considered a pint glass. Yes. But how much is it holding? Um, well, not quite a pint because it looks like an it looks like an upside down bottle in a pint glass. Yes, and had I not had so much head on that, it would have been. That's what ex she said. Ex exact, but it would have been exactly twelve ounce pour. But that's actually decent looking. Cheers. The notes yeah. don't give too much away. Hmm. All right, so on the bottle, it says, Alpha Claus is Alpha King's festive cousin, a big American Christmas porter brewed with English chocolate malt, Mexican sugar, and, of course, tons of strange American hops. It's it, For me, it's way way more bitter than the 38 IBUs that they're advertising. I don't get the bitterness in it, but I'm not getting the porter taste on the first bowl. Not a ton of chocolate either, for me. 
If so, it, no. it's burnt chocolate. All right. Yeah, we'll have to see how that transpires as we go. All right. Um, Oops. Bowl games since we last met, I mean, yeah. other than all of them getting postponed due to COVID, really not a lot well, to talk about. Is it there three? From what I could research, three have been postponed and there was COVID, and but there, there was, was one on Christmas Day between Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech, Georgia State, and somebody, and then it's still listed on the schedule, and but there's no see. results for it, and it didn't say it was canceled. But I know the the Fenway Bowl has been postponed. Right, the Hawaii Bowl was postponed on Christmas Eve. Yep, and the Military Bowl. And the Military Bowl. So that's three, and then the. And I was asking uh, our first guest of the pod, my nephew Alex Grace, is like, you guys, you know, especially somewhere like Hawaii, the oh. other teams are going to get there a day or two early, right? How much? And they were, didn't how, cancel that till Wednesday. How pissed were the Memphis kids? I mean, were they already there? Yeah, that's why I asked Alex. I said if the game was supposed to be played on Friday, right? Oh, but didn't they? They canceled it Wednesday. Okay. And he said, oh, for sure, they had to have been there because, I mean, that's... But that was part of the protocol, and now I'm feeling silly. I didn't go and look for some article or something um, along those lines in the sense that I know that at some point they told teams don't arrive any earlier than 24 hours before. Well, I don't know. Well, that... But I mean, fuck Hawaii. I mean, that's a oh yeah, yeah. Time. You got right. you know, to get, <laughs> you get on a plane, right? Right, right. So I'm sure the kids had a, um, yeah, good time. I mean, I mean, if they got after, after all, I mean, what, who'd you say it was? Memphis, M- Memphis, Hawaii. After all, I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, the actual game probably meant very little. Well, it depends. It's kind of like, like to those, a, you know, to those, you know, to, you know, to the. Fifth-year senior who's going to embark right. on his accounting career and will never play football again. Yeah, it's a big game to him. Well, or even somebody that's going to play football again. I mean, um, just like you say how pros don't take games in order to get a first-round draft pick, you know, some of those guys, if they play in a bowl game and play really well and boost up their stats, they might get themselves go from a, a sixth-round pick to a fifth-round pick or fourth-round pick or – do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so you know, it, well, that's it might why I always said. I mean, there's four. There were 44 bowl games on the schedule, and that's why I said I, it was either episode 103, 104, 105, whenever I said it, it was like, yeah, you know, people like you and I say, ah, those are meaningless games. Yeah, and for people like you and I, yeah, right. they are meaningless right, right. games. But for the people that are involved, and like you said, you know, the the. You, hey, we have a senior running back that's going on, and right. I'm next in line, and this guy's behind me. So yeah. if I do better than this guy in this bowl game, maybe we'll get a leg up on him, and maybe or maybe he'll steal my scholarship because I've got the scholarship. He doesn't. So I mean, yeah, right, to right, say right. they're meaningless is yeah insensitive, if you will. Is Alex still in town? Do you know, or is he out? Did he leave? He was in town as of Christmas Eve. Oh. Because we continued our Christmas tradition and not. Well, hell, I've got I've got an extra one. I've got an extra one of each one of these beers. Call him up and see if he can come over for the last segment, and then he can give us his insight. Because wasn't he in the Bahamas? Where where were they? Yeah, the Bahama Bowl. Yeah. 
So um, I remember texting with him at some point, you know, and saying, hey, how is it? But, uh, you know, you're having a good time. And, you know, he, he talked about how they, yeah. yeah, they were able to swim with dolphins and yep. do all that kind of fun stuff. So all right, I will text him, see if he can come over. All right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those bowls. Now, the one thing I thought, it was, um, shoot, I left my notes at home, and that's an embarrassing you know, as a professional podcaster, that's not really a good thing to do is leave your notes at home. But one of these schools, and I want to say it was Virginia in the Fenway Bowl, they stated COVID, injuries, and transfers were their three reasons why they bailed on, um, was it SMU, I believe it was? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, when you start throwing in some other stuff like injuries and transfers and you know what i mean i just i kind of that that like you said was a salty salty kind of a reasoning well, maybe and, if and you then, had three kids with covid and the rest of your kids were were negative now i guess i guess i didn't see that part of it but um i did the read, one thing like yeah god what was the game that was oh texas a&m had and once we go to YouTube, you list you viewers. Slow down, Mike. <laughs> relax. Deep breath. You viewers will be able to see the air quotes. Yeah. But um, Texas A&M, the mighty SEC, had COVID issues, so they backed out. And now a five-win Rutgers is going to play <laughs> in that game. Right. I would imagine the Hawaii Bowl was just like, well, we can't get a team over to Hawaii like that. Right. I mean, it's, right. You know, so this game is canceled. And then they canceled two more today. And, you know, I don't know why. So, um, yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's some of it is. And I will give you a quote. Um, it was from, um, oh, shh. I could look it up. Like I said, I had it on my notes. Um, Carinelli, Mike Carinelli. Damn it. He, anyway, the executive director of the bowl season, the guy in charge of all uh, this kind of stuff, uh, gave ESPN a quote and said, the protocols that were in place, you know, we created them for last season and the beginning of this regular football season. He said they need to be adjusted, amended immediately because there shouldn't be this much chaos and confusion i'm i'm obviously right. i'm paraphrasing I'm paraphrasing right now um and so i don't know i don't know if they could do that mid bowl season can they i'm not sure uh you know so that's what i mean that's another COVID episode altogether it's like i thought the nfl was going to stop testing people as much but yet like Travis Kelsey didn't clear protocol and yeah, you know, the, you know, so yeah, we're not going to get into that. My bull pick contest that I, I got. So 40, a uh, friend of mine, uh, 40 of the bulls, 40 out of the 44. And you went, you picked with the spread who you thought was going to win. Right. And then prioritize. I think I mentioned this last pod. You prioritize which ones you were most confident in. You gave that one a 40. And your least confident picks, you gave a 1 right. and everything else in between. 
So I think after, what, 13 games so far, I've got 70 points. Which is, if you start doing some math, that's really horrible. Unless I, yeah, unless, unless you, all the ones I won were one, two, three, four, yeah. five on your win. Well, I didn't. I'm telling you right now, I didn't. I'm getting my ass kicked, so I made a twenty five dollar donation. Yeah, I, I am. I am. That's what gambling's all about. Well, all I know about a donation. But I, I was point heavy. I am point heavy in the in the big games, the ones that you tend people tend to, the teams that. Well, the, if you have points the, remaining, then you you'll always have the puncher's chance. Right, but I'm like two hundred. I'm almost 300 points behind right now. Hmm. However, the person that's leading went 12 out of 13 games. 12 out of the first. And this person decided to go 40, 39, 38, 37, 36, and just... Which, right how, down which is how most people... A lot of people will go 1 through 44 or 44 through 1. Right. So, I mean, get the game right, and it's irrelevant what you... Attach the value to it. If you, I mean, because if you get them all right, sure, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do I still have a chance to get into the money uh, top three places? Who knows? Maybe. I, I've I've still got quite a few high twenties, thirties, uh, and I still have my forty, my most confident pick. So. I mean, but did you, did you lose any of your? Like, did you lose a thirty nine? Yeah, 30? I lost a thirty nine, and I lost a thirty seven. What about 40, 41, 42, 43? Well, there are no 40. It's only 40 bowl games. Oh, because four were canceled, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. So, so, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It'll be interesting. If I get the – okay, so let's say the last 10 bowl games, if I get them right, I'll I'll, I'll make it interesting. All right, there you go. Well, Because hey, I don't see any of these. As long as you have that puncher's chance, that's yeah, all you can have. I don't see any of these teams. You know, I don't see enough of the San Diego States or the, you know – East Carolinas or the, you know, Central University of Central Florida games. Right. Obviously, and did you see that? UCF, University of Central Florida, punched Florida in the mouth in their bowl game. Literally. Yeah. Right. And I actually <laughs> picked that game right. Yeah. Um, You know, so I think that's college. I, you know, I hope one of the four teams don't have to forfeit. Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati. Because of COVID shit, but it's uh, the well, world. It's the world we live in. So. Right. Well, a lot of those kids too. I felt sorry for them because all the talk, and I'm sure everybody listening heard the same stuff. Is they were, you know, colleges were thinking about, okay, do we put the kids in the bubble during Christmas? Like right. literally, not let them go home. So I, you know, I don't know. That was up to each college that was in a bowl game, I suppose. But that would be tough. Um, maybe the families would understand. I don't know. But I'm sure they're taking all their precautions. We would hope, because, I mean, really the four games that count, you know, are yeah. the four games that in count. U- in University of Michigan, the day all this started going down, uh, they announced that they were, uh, every single player is vaccinated and every single player, they were boosting them the day after or something along those lines. So, I mean, colleges are trying to go that route. Cool. Yeah. Um, Ready for NFL? Yeah, let's do it. And I want to start with a game that hasn't even been played yet. Okay. Because, but because of injury and or COVID, mm-hmm. the New Orleans Saints, who are still in the playoff on on Monday Night Football, host the Miami Dolphins. And because of, like I said, the um, COVID and 
injury there without Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill. So their starting quarterback is Ian Book. How confident do you think Ian Book is going to be going into tomorrow night's game when it's been revealed that the New Orleans Saints reached out to Drew Brees to bring him out of retirement <laughs> to play in their game tomorrow night? I didn't night. hear that. Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, it, yeah, not confident. You know, I mean, they, they Brees sh- wasn't that good last year. I mean, you could see Father Time had kind of caught up to him. Yeah. Well, he's and, been announcing and, you know. Yeah, he's doing color- a fine job. He's, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback, doing a Hall of Fame job announcing. And he hasn't played since his last game, you know, basically a year ago. And you're going to reach out to him instead of starting this Ian Book. So, I mean, how much confidence can this Ian Book possibly have? It's like, well, geez, you know, they were going into retired guys to replace (laughs) me. So So. I'm basically thinking that um, you could have walked into the locker room and um, probably called him over and said, hey, Ian, uh, we need to talk to you for just a second. And, um, hey, uh, listen, Ian. Uh, we don't mean to embarrass you in front of everybody on the team. We're sitting here in the locker room. But, um, well, dude, I hate to tell you, but uh, uh, crap, where is it? Oh, dang it. All right, well, I was trying to find a sound effect that was going to go with this, but I can't seem to find it right now. There's bum <laughs> Oh, this is, oh, here we go. Ian, um. Right in the nads. Yep. It has to be. So, you know, but I, hopefully he wants, he goes out and tries to make Marquez Calloway a superhero of all superheroes because I have Marquez Calloway on my fantasy team. But anyway. Um, and then, you know, Joe Burrow, bro. Oh, 525 yards passing today. Fourth most NFL history. Fourth most in NFL history, uh, and the record he broke was uh, Boomer's record from 1990 against the Rams. The team record, you mean. Team record, yeah. sorry. But he did, I guess, against the Ravens, apparently. He's thrown for 900 yards against the Ravens, which for a single season against one team, and this is actually, this could be part of my, I don't know if I'll make this my fuck you today or whatever, but um, that passed... Uh, Joe Montana and Dan Marino, as far as total number of yards passed against one team in a season. So when you get your name put in, yeah, put it. You yeah, know, I mean the Bengals absolutely slaughtered the Ravens. 41-21 this time. Yeah, and then I think it was even worse the first time in Baltimore, and that's when the Bengals were like a five hundred team and kind of went on a roll. And then the next week they lost to like. Sister Mary Margaret of the Blind, and everybody, like, oh, what, what happened to the Bengals? Whatever, whatever. But anyway, um, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who the hell is Steve Kornacki? Kornacki's? Uh, he's got a um, gig on NBC because they think he's cool. But Did they pull him out of some accounting department because he's, he's got his sleeves all rolled up, he's but he's nerd. got his tie yep. and his fake khakis on, and he's like all hunched over, like 
He's trying to, like, this team's got a 94% chance and this team's got a 33% chance. And by God, uh, if I do my algorithms right tonight, um, I'll be able to tell you what teams have a... And, he's, and I wish you wouldn't even mention it, Dave, because guys like that are the guys that I hate because our podcast is way better than that clown, and that clown's on fucking NBC television tonight. <laughs> and, we, and we are not. So, um, yeah. But, hey, Bills get revenge. Oh, they Going did. Going to New England. Beat Absolutely. The, beat the brakes off Bill Belichick, the great Bill Belichick, I might add. Now, here's how good the GOAT is, right? So Tampa now you, Bay. Okay, so you're switching from Buffalo, New England to Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you have something else to say about Buffalo? No, but I was talking about it, and you said here as if you were adding to the conversation. I'm Buffalo, adding to the NFL conversation. Right. So, yeah, enough about Buffalo, New England, Mike. Here's how good the GOAT is, which everybody knows is Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Right. Go ahead, Dave. That was a much better transition. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so, he doesn't have any – his top two receivers are sidelined, are they not? Yes, they are. <laughs> so, he still goes and he clinches the NFC right. South, right? which they haven't done since 2007 – which is according to ESPN. Oh, again. Yeah, because they were, they were a wild card team last year, weren't they? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and that was my first question, too. That's why I had to do a deep dive into that. Um, I'm like, well, shit, they were in the Super Bowl. How in the hell did they not win yeah, the NFC South? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's impressive. Do you know what I mean? That that is that is that the quintessential um a litmus test for if you are the goat or if you are a winner is if all of the pieces around you are not available, you still help other people become great and win. Yes, absolutely. I don't want to put the cart too far ahead of the horse in this situation though, because Carolina is absolutely dog shit. Well, true. And, I don't think Brady had that great of a game today. I mean, that's okay. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, Evans is gone. Godwin is Godwin was gone. Fournette is gone, and they yeah. still won. Like I don't know what was it, forty to nine or forty right. to six or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. But yeah, so can I segue to the opposite end of that spectrum? Segue away, Dave. So the Rams, Matt Stafford. I love the guy. I think he's a great person. I don't think he's playing that much better than he did in Detroit. He's got some better pieces around him, obviously, because he threw three freaking picks today, and they still won. Yep. So, I mean, you know, that was a situation where I think he, you know, his trade for obviously his situation going to the Rams, this is another thing to validate that he got the best end of the deal on that one. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, well, that's that's like a that's like a thanks, Einstein. Yeah, we, we understand no, but, that. But he threw three picks today. Right. But you can throw three picks if you have a great team. Right. And when you throw three picks with the Lions or a not-so-great team, you don't win. Right. So, but yeah, I, I'm... But does Matt Stafford, you know... I've always thought Matt Stafford was overrated. Okay. Yeah. He, he has a lot of statistics... A lot of his statistics. Come on, you, Mike. yeah. When you drink this much, statistics become difficult to discuss. <laughs> but 
when when you're on a lousy team, there are some statistics. Yeah. That get sure. bolstered even when you're on a lousy team. Well, he did now, have Meg- he did have Megatron for a while too. Statistically, he may not be as good with the Rams, but the Rams are a way better team right. than the Lions. Right. So now he's looking better with the Rams than he did with the Lions. He's essentially the same quarterback because there was one throw today where he got pressure out of the pocket and kind of like did an underhand backhand flip that was intercepted right. inside the ten yard line, right. and the Vikings went on to score a touchdown. But because the Rams are so good, they overcame that. Right. So, and I think the Lions segueing to quarterbacks and their play. Um, the Lions would have won today if Jared Goff would have been quarterback. Boyle, um, on the final drive, he got them to a point where they could win. Um, you know, they were on the 20, 20 to 25 um, and absolutely did a high school. I mean, he shit himself. Um, he wasn't even pressured that much. I think he just got to that point where he knew he could win a football game and fucked it up. Possibly. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. It was bad. I, and, and like I told you before we started recording, the Lion game is, I'm not sure I saw one play of the Lion game as it was going on. I've, I've seen one or two highlights, but right. as it was going on, I don't think I saw any Lions. But you highlights. see what they can yeah. be for next year, and you kind of, I mean, well, I'm yeah. not, I wouldn't yeah. even consider myself a Lion fan because I'm not a fanatic. Um, I own one polo Lion logo or Lion you know, logo wear polo. Uh, I'm not a fan per se, but I, I do, obviously being from Michigan, I'd like to see them do well or at least compete. And if they can keep this going through the off season and, and build on what they've got, it'll be kind of fun to see what the Lions do next year. Well, I am from Michigan and like you, and I hope they do fucking horribly. <laughs> Although I do think Dan Campbell... Is you know a player's coach can get you some wins. Now, you got it. A lot has to a lot has to happen for them to be a Super Bowl contender. Oh, they're not going to be a Super Bowl contender next year. Not next year, but I think they could be a lot better because if you you know, and again, like we've talked in the past, hey, if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. All right, so the Lions are the seventeen and eighteen. That means you've played 16 games, and the Lions are what? Two. 12 and 1. Two, 12 and 1. So that means, yeah. Two, 12 and 1, you've played 15 games. And if, if you go back and look at every single game, the Lions could easily be probably, instead of two, 12 and 1, they could be like 6 and 9, or 6 and 10, 7 and 9. Because, I mean, fuck, a 66-yard oh. record-breaking field goal beat him. <laughs> right. uh, Greg Joseph beat, beat him with a 52-yard-plus field goal as time expired. They tied Pittsburgh. The game that I did not see, you said they were going oh, in for the yeah. winning touchdown, and then the quarterback over A really good college yeah, quarterback yeah, could yeah, have so, finished that off, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, really, I mean, the, the, at and when you have the a, – guy like Dan Campbell and the players are behind him, that's where it gets scary. Because like I've always said, 
in the youth football ranks, and I'm going to hurt my shoulder here, pat myself on the back, in the youth football ranks, if I got kids that can believe in me, if you give me somewhat equal talent, right, my heart's going to beat your X's and O's. Yeah. I'll beat you every time. Right. Because my, my team is going to... Yeah. X's and O's don't work if your quarterback is picking sod out of his helmet. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> hey, you ready to rate this? I think we hit all the NFL news. Yep. I, yep. I'm ready. Absolutely, bro. You're first. All right. All right. I think this is one of those situations where Alpha Claus Porter is going to fall short simply because of my philosophy on this pot. I go beer to beer, and I like Three Scrooges better. I rated Three Scrooges 366. I don't really get the porter in this Alpha Claus porter, so I am going to go triple threes. 3.33. So I wrote mine down. We're getting into the habit of doing this. We're writing down so one rating doesn't affect the other. Uh, Excuse me. Excuse you. That might be the first burp on the pod. Maybe we'll edit it out. But probably me, not. Excuse me, excuse me, from the bottom of my heart. It could have come from the other end. It could have been a fart. Good call. Like that's, that. That's nice. Where'd yeah. you get that from? Elementary school. Cool. I yeah. never we never did that in no. elementary school. <laughs> anyway, um two point five. And the reason is I think they put too much of the the winter holiday um like they said, like a a strange, what do they say, American, I'm going to reread this here. Tons of strange American hops. I think they overdid it. I think they confused it, and it was just a bitter, and I couldn't get what it was supposed to taste like. Kind of like you said, you couldn't get the porter out of it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, thinking about, yeah, I probably, I would try it and go, okay, yeah, I finished it, but I'm not going to have another. Fair enough. What, uh, so, I mean, so we're almost... Uh, nearly a full point apart. What did our friends at Untapped come in at, Dave? So our friends at Untapped at let me uh, at forty eight point nine thousand check ins. So that's quite a few check ins. Yep. Almost fifty thousand check ins. Put it at three point eight three. Wow. Yeah, I I find that based on everything else, all the porters, everything else we've done, I, I don't get it. Yeah, and because that's weird because. Typically, we're at least one of us is close one way or the other, right? And we're all over the board here. I mean, I mean, I was a half point below them, and you're way out of the. Yeah. All right, hey, Alpha Claus, try it, see what you think. Exactly. Well, Michael, we're going into our third tasting, and it's a Christmas ale, a winter ale with honey, cinnamon, and ginger. From Great Lakes Brewing, a regional brewery in Cleveland, Ohio. How do you like them apples? I like them apples a lot, David. You like that? How about the particulars, Michael? The particulars are 7.5% and 30 IBUs. So not too bitter for your palate. High alcohol of the night. Even better, Dave. No, right? Yeah, I'm not the accent guy, so I'm just gonna just roll with I'm just gonna <laughs> roll with my answers. But yeah, I don't know. I just figured it would like it would sell more yeah. ads. You know what I mean? Not not that we need to make any more money on this no, pod or absolutely anything. Absolutely not. I can't spend the money fast enough. Right. So so anyway, uh, 
like I said, 7.5% alcohol, 30 IBUs, and again, this is a winter warmer, a Christmas ale, so it's going to have a lot of extra stuff in it to try to bolster the flavor of just a regular old ale. All right. Well, without further ado. Yeah, crack it, because I need that opener. And yours is right behind your bottle. Oh, it that's, is, that's isn't it? Oh, you got your own. My bad. Yeah. We each have our own, courtesy of Jamie Wendy. Thank you, Jamie. I think we got our openers in what, the first 10 episodes? I think so. Now this is a this is a class act because we have our own like oak finished uh, bottle openers with the logo um, laser etched into the yes into the wood finish. Cheers. Cheers. Tasty on the notes. All right, all right. It's going to compete with the uh, with the first one, the Three Scrooges. A lot of flavor. Flavor's jumping off the page, if you will. Um, yes, before, sir. Before we go any further, I did post on the pod Facebook a link to TLC's upcoming show debuts sometime in January. It's called... I am Shayla Ray. Okay. And I think I'm going to have to watch it if I can find access to TLC because it's, yeah. there, there's a lot of jokes to be had and some <laughs> would find probably insensitive, but hey, it is what it is. Have you, are you familiar with what I'm saying? I am I, not I am familiar sure. with I, anything and, and you're I, saying right I've now. I've got the... Trailer posted on our podcast. Okay. Our podcast. Our Facebook page for the podcast, Flights, Football, and Anything Else. And apparently, it's this 22-year-old girl. Yeah. Who's 3 foot 10. No. And she has the body and the voice of like an 8-year-old. Okay. You know, you read into the story behind it. She had a surgery performed on her, um, she had brain cancer when she was a baby. Okay. And they did a surgery that saved her life, which is good, yeah. obviously. But the same token, it kind of, um, is it the pituitary gland that gets you gro growing? Or, I think that's one of them, yeah. Yeah, it kind of made that dormant, non-functional. Yeah. So she's a 22-year-old woman. Right. Who looks and sounds like a yeah eight nine seven adolescent, eight, not even adolescent, oh, like okay. a, like a little girl. Okay, so um, and you're gonna joke about that? Well, I'm gonna joke about it because it looks like TLC's gonna joke about it because oh all right, you know, in the trailer she's going to get a tattoo. All right, she's at a bar. Gotcha, and you nobody's know, believing or, it. Right, yeah, because okay. she, you know she's three right. foot ten. Gotcha. So, I'm you know. Well, this I, sounds like the trials and tribulations of somebody that had a bunch of like unfortunate shit happen to them, and they can't help it. Right. Obviously, she couldn't help it. I mean, the, the the surgery on her brain saved her life. Right. But I'm just saying, like, how could you? 
And in this series, because TLC, by the way, is she making light of it as well? Kind of like I think everybody's life. I think everybody's making light of it because kind of like a laugh at yourself. Kind of TLC comes from is the same network that has my six hundred pound life. Gotcha. Fourteen hundred pound sisters. Sure. uh, The seven midgets or whatever that series is called that with all their kids are little people. So. You know, obviously, if you're going to get yourself your own TLC network, you better be ready to be ridiculed to some degree. Okay. And all I'm saying is this. My question to you on this, Dave, is A, will you watch it just at least to see what it's about? And B, if you're you're in the single market, how (laughs) could you – how could – now, in – if you say you couldn't date her, isn't aren't you discriminating against her because she's a twenty two year old woman? No, I I would like if I was. No, I mean, if I had the maturity that I have now, as a twenty two year old, yeah, I would say I probably could. But as a twenty two year old, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like thinking back on how immature I was at the time, I don't know if I was mature enough to, yeah. So. I mean, so I, I you, kind you've of, got you've piqued my interest. Right, that's, so would that's you, one of your questions. Are you gonna at least? I'm. I think I'm gonna have to watch this series because it's got to be better than my 600 pound life. Sure. And it's, but it's just like it's. I want to see her tenacity. She's, she's involved in the. I want to see in, her tenacity and her. You you get the her. trailer if you go to our Facebook page. Click the link. You'll hear the trailer. I mean, she sounds like a little girl. And it's just one of those things. It's like, all right, but she's 22. And it's like, so how could, like, all right, so you have two sons. I have two sons. How could either of those, any of those, excuse me, any of those four, your two sons, my two sons, go out on a date and not be kind of like, Oh, I, thinking if, if like he, twisted. It's like I mean, she's like it. Her body is that of a son, little girl. One of my sons would have to, you know, for me not to have a, an uncomfortable reaction walking through the door. They would have to call ahead and say, "Hey, this is the situation. <laughs> I got to tell you, it's legit." So you know, when I bring my girlfriend home, I got to let you know. This is what's going on. So try not to let your jaw hit the floor. And so then, you know, and having a show, I would watch the show before right. they, you know, he would bring her home. But yeah, I mean, that would, that would be a, just walk through the door and go, Hey, this is my girlfriend. That would. <laughs> well, and, and that leads into the next argument. It's like, all right, let's say, you, let's say we watch TLC's I am Chandra. I think it's Chandra. Shania, Shania uh, Chandra Ray, or whatever it is. Okay. Um, I am Sh- Shania Ray, something <laughs> okay, like we'll that. Okay, stop, move on. And, um, you know, so if you go in there and you watch the show. Yeah. And I can't believe, it's just creepy that how, and I don't, I don't want to discriminate her against her, but how can like a grown man date somebody that's like a 10 year old well i mean if they find if they if they have a lot of physically she's of a 10 year old 
So you just it, have to have somebody not like you that takes the sexual component out of it. But it's hard she, not to. I'm not saying right. like I'm not because even cause in, the, in the trailer, if you watch the trailer, she wants to let everybody know, hey, I am a 22 year old woman. I.e., I don't want to get. I want to get fucked. Okay. Is what she said. You know, well, that's the premise of the show. Oh, so now. Well, you didn't give me that well, part. But you know, amongst other things, and so now, so you're John Doe that's willing to oblige her in that thing, but yet okay, you're well, with a, a woman that you're yeah. with somebody who's right. has the features of a right. eight, nine, ten, eleven year old. That would so be hard. That'd it, be difficult. I actually think is worse for the person. Guy or gal, I mean, you know, maybe she'll find a partner of the same sex. It doesn't matter. And um, whatever. But right. it's just. So now, now, I guess bottom line, now that I've posted it on our Facebook page and we've talked seven, eight minutes about it, are you going to try to at least watch an episode or two of. I might. You've got my interest yeah. peaked. I'm going to watch and, and see kind of. I haven't seen a trailer or anything about it. Uh, her name is Shauna. Sean Ray. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't, we'll see. I'll, I'll watch an episode or two. <laughs> it, sure start, I, it starts uh, mid-January. Yeah. The first episode's mid-January. So if, if you're into like the Hoarders or the My 600-Pound Life or 1,200-Pound Sisters or My Big Fat Greek Wedding, if you're into that type of shit, maybe um, Sean Ray is for you. Possibly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> we'll segue from show to show. Uh, Joe Millionaire, all right, is yep. going to air January 6th, uh, 8 Eastern, 7 Central on Fox. Correct. Do you want to tell the viewers? Now, are we talking about the show where one of them has, has worked $10 million and one of them is not? Yes. All right. Are you one of them? I'm not one of the ones that's worth $10 million or one of the ones that are worth not. And I'm not going to be one of those who get... I will watch Sean Array before I watch Joe Millionaire. Okay. Without question. I just thought, would you go on the show if they asked you? <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. I'd go on the show for sure. But okay. Would Liz let you? Well, no, I probably not. Yeah, so I would go on the show if I were, you know, it, you know, if I was single. You know, cause, oh, if you were single, that's not, okay. I mean, that's not part of it. That's not part of the Joe Millionaire. It's like, hey, one of these people is worth $10 million, one of these people is not, and one of them is married, one of them is not. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's a – but I will watch Sean right. Ray well way before because I fucking personally think the Joe Millionaire is total bullshit fake. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you Like literally... a couple of the contestants' lips, by the way. Have you seen yeah. the Botox and yeah. some of the... Well, not only wow. that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, how can wow. you... There's no way... I mean, because, like, how are you not going to... Oh, you know, like, so, you know, you're, let's say Dave, you're... Dave or Mike, one of us is the guy that's not worth $10 million. Right. And then Jane Doe falls in love with us. Yep. And like, oh, I love you, yeah, you know, and then at the end of the show, it's like, hey, baby, I ain't got shit. I don't know, $10, yeah, let yeah, alone $10 million. Yeah, you, you better get a second job, baby, if you want to ride up with me. And then there's no way that could work. Where at least Shauna Ray, I mean, she's a real person. You know, had a, 
to save her life. They did a brain surgery right. that fucked with her growth spurt. Right. And now she's a 22-year-old trapped in an 8-year-old. I mean, it's almost like the opposite of Big, where, you know, you know, Big with Tom Hanks, yeah. you know, he was... So, but yeah, so <laughs> I I don't like that series because I think that's just too scripted because they're probably going to script it one yeah. way that, hey, you know, this, this girl's money hungry. This girl just is in it for the love and I don't care what he's worth. And it's like, that's bullshit because if you're going in with the mindset like, you know, we, yeah. have, we have Jane Doe yeah. and Jane Doe's after you and after me. And you're worth ten million, and I'm not. You can't tell me she's not gonna be fucking pissed off. She chooses me, and you're the ten million dollars. Oh man. yeah, yeah. She'll smile because it's TV, and yeah. she doesn't. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The thing that might be even more entertaining is uh, the New Year's Eve uh, in Miami with Molly Cyrus and Pete Davidson. Do you know who Pete Davidson no, I is? Do not. Oh my god, he's an SNL actor, Saturday Night Live. Okay. For if you can't get the acronym. Um, no way! I almost no, wait, guarantee. No, wait, you. <laughs> hey, on YouTube, the listeners will, the viewers will see me giving this. I'm, I'm, I'm calling the referee timeout. All right, I'm 54 years old. You're 50 years old, and you say SNL. Okay, you're 51. I'm 54, <laughs> and you say SNL, and you honestly don't. Do you honestly think there's one? Minuscule chance, and I don't know what the fuck. Well, maybe the, maybe 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 the listeners or viewers don't know. I don't know. All right. Anyway, fair enough. Carry on. <laughs> so, no, Pete Davidson, he's a wild card, man. I would, I the the people that put that on the 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 um oh my god, everybody's got to be on pins and needles. I mean, Molly Cyrus and Pete Davidson in the same room doing co co hosting a, a New Year's Eve show. Yeah, that could get ugly. That's uh, worth, that's worth some viewing. I'm gonna have to watch it because I don't know who Pete Davidson is. But the one, since you bring up SNL, which by the way is Saturday Night Live for those of you <laughs> born like yesterday, um, um, you said the the uh, Verizon girl is it Verizon or AT? No, AT and T. You said she is on Saturday Night Live, right? No, the the blonde girl. Huh? What now? Somebody told me that the blonde girl that does the commercials for one of the phone companies is SNL. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I no, I did for Verizon. Yeah, um, I'm not going to get it right now. I don't care I what her name it. is, yeah, but yeah. her name. Yeah. Like, is she? Is there some uh, deformity with her? Because no, if, I think she's just she's like she's you, so good at what she does. She's a little. But if you watch all those commercials, she walks like she's got something stuck up her ass. No, I think she's trying to be very dramatic. Okay, well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, I could, I could try to research it right now, and well, maybe not right now, but um, I could fact check it. But I don't right. think so. I've never heard of that. She's just goofy. I mean, she's she's goofy, goofy. Yes. <laughs> Cowboys just had a defensive touchdown. I, I fucking need Dak Prescott to blow up and Heineke's throwing inter- pick sixes. Anyway, um, but no, it's just it look. If you look at the 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 commercials she does, she's always like kind of walking. Yeah, like she's got something shoved up her ass. I th- I think that's just her trying to be dramatic. But we can fact check it, or if anybody else wants to fact check it before we do, uh, put it on our Facebook page, or you can tweet us at epod ffa. Correct. Yeah. So uh, Mike's, right. Mike's walking, watching this Dallas 
defensive touchdown again and really having a heart. They're going to play it a third time. So, yeah. oh, look at that. He picks it out of the air. Yeah, he, he deflected wow. it. That's another example of like these six five six six guys that go two fifty that are so freaking athletic. I mean, it's the definition of freak. Yep, and, and it's twenty one nothing Dallas with two seventeen to go in the first quarter. And I'm chasing loyal listener Jason Moeller in our semifinal battle of our Yahoo League. Uh, actually, another uh, listener. Henry Fee, my brother-in-law, he had the league. I'm Jason and I are in the semifinals, and I have Dak Prescott. I need a big effort from him, but when it's 21 to fucking nothing in the first quarter, now it's going to become the Ezekiel Elliott show, and I get fucking bent over the side rail and shit up, ray up the hoop. What is this? Sandpaper finish without the benefit of a reach yeah, around. we're looking at this. There's another karate kid thing? No, yeah. No, you haven't. You didn't know this was. You didn't know this Wait, was this a thing. Season, is this season four? No, it's Cobra Kai. Season Cobra Kai four, season yeah. four. Fuck, I haven't watched season three. I don't think. <laughs> you watched three seasons. I know I watched one. I'm not sure if we've seen two. Right. I, you know what? I don't even know if we've seen two because Liz was so distraught with Ralph. I, I mean, appearance. all right. Well, whatever. I just I watched the commercials and I still can't. Based on the commercials of the co- yeah. with what's his name and Cobra Kai, just yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. All right. Anyway, so, um, so anything else? No, I, I don't. Yeah, I. Okay, this random question yeah, might take a while. Say, I was gonna say nothing else other than the random question, Dave. So this random question is gonna take a second. Maybe there'll be a little bit of dead air here. So I will bring up uh, maybe a possible. A little tune or a sound effect. I'm not sure. But, um, okay, here's the random question. We talked about It's a Wonderful Life in the beginning of the pod, correct? Yes, we did. All right. So, at the end of It's a Wonderful Life, okay, Jimmy Stewart's character, he has shown that if he didn't exist, what would have happened? Right? So, my question to you is, Mike. It's actually during the whole movie He's shown that, but yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, I wouldn't say the whole movie. I mean, he goes through the, they have to go through half of the movie to kind of get him to why he doesn't go to college. From the midway, yeah, from the middle point on, yeah, okay. Okay, anyway. Um, So, why are they showing Ford Field? That's the Cowboys. What? They got Ford, they got Ford on the Cowboys field and the, I didn't know that. Ford owns everything. Okay. So, I'm sorry, I digress. But getting back to It's a Wonderful Life. Yep. What would happen if Mike Peters was never born? And I don't want to I don't want to focus on the negative. I want to focus on the positive. What things would not have transpired that were positive in people's lives if Mike Pe- if Mike Peters just like in A Wonderful Life, if Mike Peters wouldn't have been now, do you want me to give you a second? No, I don't want you to give me a second. Here, it, while, you, while you think about it. So, um, but you said you if I didn't exist for the positives. Just think of the positives, not the negatives. Because honestly, in A Wonderful Life, they don't go through the, 
you know, well, your children, you know, in Jimmy Stewart's character, and right now I'm drawing a blank, what was his name? Um, George Bailey. George Bailey. If George Bailey wouldn't have been born, like, they didn't go through and say, well, your kids wouldn't have been born, and some of the negative aspects. So that's, that's the, ne- oh, so you're saying my kids wouldn't have been born is a negative aspect, so if I'm not born. Well, I guess, yeah, okay. I, I guess I prompted that wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, um, that that I see as a positive aspect. So, like, you know, Nick and Justin wouldn't have been born. That's a positive aspect. The fact that you were, yeah. You But the, the random question was, what are the positive aspects if I wouldn't have been born? Well, no, 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 no. Like I said, I prompted that. I prompted it wrong. My bad. And for the listeners that right. are that are that are listening and driving down the road, no. just okay. All right. So, if I'm not born, yeah, what crappy things would have happened? Oh, okay. Crappy things would have happened. So, if I'm not born, like for jo- so for I don't meet Les, and we don't give you know we don't have Justin and Nick. Right. It's Liz ends old. up on the streets, yeah. you know. Right. And, yeah. um, boy, I mean, I'd like, you know, this podcast, I mean. Think about you know, football. Someone what effect argue. did you have as a as a football coach, a youth football coach? Right, yeah. Or, yeah. Things it, like that. Yeah, so those are actually negative things, though. I mean, if I'm not born. Yeah. Those kids end up on the streets selling drugs. Right, yeah. And, yeah. And, so, you, but you said what positive things? Don't think about it. Okay. You know what I mean. Just All right, so what negative? Th- yeah. So what negative thing? You know, Liz and I don't um, create Justin and Nick. Uh, Liz and I don't meet. You know, I mean, and actually, one could argue that um, the only reason I'm alive today, doing this podcast, is because I met Liz. Because if I didn't meet Liz, I'm probably in jail or dead so she saved my life so i would you but know. you still would have been born i'm so, so we're going with the wonderful life that you did not you were not born so right so those people that had positive effects based on the fact that you are here what would have happened to them if you weren't okay well liz yeah liz could have still have had children but she wouldn't have had justin and nick yeah um, Coca-Cola wouldn't have had the greatest merchandise supervisor of all time. That's what I'm talking about. You know, there's, you know, cause there's just no way, um, this podcast wouldn't exist. And I can't think this of this year's sixth grade football team. Those... Oh yeah. Yeah. Those, yes. All the, I mean, I mean, even, yeah. And even Nick's teams that i coached what about people you trained i know this is a this is probably a really hard one because i probably should have given you this a little bit early but what about all the merchandisers you've trained i just said that but but you weren't specific in the sense that some of these merchandisers i've seen some of your merchandisers okay they they probably would have ended up just giving plasma every week you know what i mean Right, but I said that. I said Coca-Cola wouldn't have had the greatest merch supervisor of all time. Okay. So that, that encompassed all the merchandise. All of that. You saved a lot of lives at Coca-Cola. I think so. Okay. 
And, you know, but like I say, most importantly, you know, it would have been, you know, this uh, Nick, Justin, and this podcast. Yeah, right. So. so and some, then, therefore, we wouldn't have a listener like uh, Zach McClellan and Nick Maldonado because they wouldn't even know my son Justin. Right. So there you go. And so, all in all of the wisdom that they, they glean from this podcast. Exactly. Did you like the way I used the word glean? I, I liked it a lot. Especially in the third segment, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I mean, I would probably say the same thing. You know, I got three pretty productive, very productive kids that I'm proud of. And How I think they're going to pretty productive, very productive. In that well, I thought sense. that I thought I was selling them short. They're very productive. Right, at it. Right. You know what I, I mean? I just, say, I was, uh, you know, there is a difference between. Yeah, I know. Pretty and very. Well, I hate to brag, but I thought about the, the reality of it. Right. And I think about the things that they've done so far and all the good things and the positive things that they've had on other people. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And so um, I think, you know, some of the energy and positivity that I that you know, rub off on, you know, Shelly and then she takes to other people and her students and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. All right. Now, I'm going to expound on your random question just with one. And I agree with everything you said. Right. And I stand by everything I said. But is there any chance, as George Bailey thought, as he was in that bar, Pounding shot after shot. Right. Very disappointed in himself for fucking his uncle losing that money like a no good. And why did he trust in his fucking dumbass uncle? Right. Who couldn't fucking tie his own fucking shoes? Right. And just like, is there any. Would you say, is there any way things would be better had you not been born? Who? Me? Or me, you know, and that's why I, I'm gonna. I pose that same question to me. Yeah. No. So, uh, no. so, no, so, way so, your three kids for everybody yeah. that no, you know, and you know, this is bragging. So whatever, I, like you said, I'm gonna hurt my shoulder patting myself on the back. Um, no, every m- most people's lives that I've touched have not gotten worse because right. of it, but. Possibly, probably gotten better, and I and I agree with that too. Because, like I said, you know, meeting Liz and you know us creating Justin and Nick, yeah, far away. And yeah, but I mean, if you if you really wanted to do a negative deep dive, it'd be like, well, wait a second. Had I not existed. Would this world be a better place? Now, obviously, that's something you would never ever fucking know, right? Because you know, right. every, every you know, we're not butterfly a, effect, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a question that you know, that's deep, man. Yeah, very deep, and I, I would, and would, that's that's what makes, um, it's wonderful life a great movie because, and you know, hey, he he. He wanted it, and the angel said, hey, you know, look, you know. Clarence said, look, all right, fuck it. That's what you want. I'm here to serve you. Fuck it. You don't exist. He goes in there, and the bartender's looking at him like, I don't know what you're talking about. Who the hell are you? And um, all those other things, like, you know, it's whatever. And and then he, you know, 
at the end of the movie, again, sorry about the spoiler, but like I said, 50-year-old movie, you haven't seen it yet, fuck you, you don't deserve to see it. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's you stop bitching about the things that you wish you could have had, because I think part of it is he gets really pissed off about the fact that he didn't go see the world, he didn't go to college, yeah. he didn't, you know, blah, 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 I should have done all this, I should have done all no. that, and it's all going to go to hell because we couldn't make that one payment. And right. then he realizes, you know what? If you got really good friends, you got a wonderful life. And it, not, and if nothing else, who he married was a smoke show. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, if nothing facts. else, yeah, facts. So, um, all right. Well, you want to rate this last one? Yeah, because we'll I, end with a smoke show. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, I, I thought we had a. Uh, but I don't even think it was fuck you worthy enough, Dave. So okay. I'm not even going to go with fuck you. So I think it's the it's, holidays. Let's yep. forego the fuck you. Exactly. So I, let's go ahead and rate the Christmas Vale by Great Lakes Brewing. All right. Well, I enjoyed this. It's a nice winter warmer by Great Lakes Brewing. I actually think I enjoyed the Three Scrooges a little bit more. So I'm going to go 3.70. All right. Well, and it's funny you say that. Because great minds think alike. Because you said you, I think I enjoyed the three Scrooges a little more, and you went three seven five to three seven zero, and my rating was, I'm not sure I can tell the difference between three Scrooges and Christmas Ale, so I went three point six six. Fair enough. Meh. I agree with. I I understand that. Oh well, Dave. Since there's no fuck you, and it's episode 106 coming to an end, I look down in the bottom of my glass, and I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, <laughs> but you got to get the heck up out of here. <laughs>